promise you, however dark and scary the world might be right now, there will be a friend. Welcome to Legends of Gotham for the last time where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham set in the world of Batman. Fox's hit series Batman set in the world of Gotham, something like that. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And uh, we're back after a little hiatus uh, to... Uh, Wrap up with our our, uh, our coverage of Gotham and the last two episodes. I'm going to spill that. If it's uh, right thank here. you very much for my bat juice, Anne-Marie. Uh, <laughs> I, I would tell you when we're coming live or when we will be live again, but we won't, we won't be. So, uh, this is it. We are going to be watching Pennyworth, but we're probably we're not, not going to be podcasting no, about it. No, so, we're not. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, so how are you doing, Anne-Marie? I am hanging in there. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great. You're Fan- so energetic tonight. I'm trying to be. I'm, I'm, I'm pumping myself up. Did you have a Red Bull or something? I did. I That's what my bat juice is. No, it's not. Red Bull gives you wings. Uh, we also have Oswald here. Uh, but yeah, we're over here on Facebook Live. Uh, hope to see some of you over there uh, jumping in. Because to be quite honest, this is going to be a loosey-goosey episode. Oh, we di- yeah. We didn't do our general like 16 pages of notes on each episode mm-hmm. condensed down to two pages They're of notes. They're written in hand or by yeah. hand. So that's how you know it was kind of like, hey, here's the doc. Let's go. Yeah, we, we, th- we thought it might be fun here for the last episode just to kind of keep it loose. You know, uh, to completely change the style of the podcast. Yeah, for the why last not on time. the last episode? Why uh, not, y'all? Why not? But I think overall, you know, people are here to t- listen to us talk, so they're not here to listen to us read our notes. So hopefully, hopefully we don't normally enjoy. just read our notes. Oh, yeah, I know we have we have good conversation. You're insulting. And I'm insulting myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so we're going to be talking about they did what. And we're going to be talking about the beginning. Uh, but uh, normally we do a rhyming riddling episode summary. But at the end this of the is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, I thought, you know, the last episode deserved a little something better. So Anne-Marie, why don't you take it all? <clears throat> what story started five years ago? It's about a city, a calling, a dark night hero. What co- comprised most of our thrilling? The heroes were nice, but we love the villains. <laughs> Did it end strong? As good as we'd hoped. Will we ever forget Riddler and Penguin tied up with rope? Nope. Some moments were weak, but most were quite awesome. We'll never forget the Legends of Gotham. Legends of Gotham. Legends of Gotham. Anne-Marie, what did you think about the entire series? Go. Um, I loved it. Okay, okay, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we What already- did you think about it? Uh, I, I really never liked it. Oh, all, you, you know? hated it from the get go. Yeah. Huh? I mean, I could only really talk about it for like 120 hours. That's like my max. That's my max. No, she ob- talked about it far more than 120 hours in the past five years. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, obviously we love the show. We love all of you. Uh, we love talking about Gotham. Sometimes the homework beforehand gets a little, annoying. we're not good with homework. Also, yeah. Peter Price says very nice. I am. All of the credit goes to this guy. I just read them every episode. Mm-hmm. He writes them. No, she actually writes them. I really don't. I Otherwise, read... I wouldn't stumble over my words 97% but, but, of the weeks. She she <laughs> writes them, and then I read them in her voice, and she lip syncs. It's 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 a very complicated procedure, uh, you know. Uh, but <laughs> before we get started with our episode discussion, we have a very special voicemail from someone named Deborah Unger. Uh, that sounds... <laughs> Sounds vaguely familiar. I, vaguely I feel like I know that familiar. from somewhere, but let's go ahead and play it and see what it's all about. Hey, guys, it's Deborah Unger calling in. Um, I have someone here with me who uh, wanted to say something to you. Uh, hold on a second. Hey, Olga. Olga, I've got <gasps> Olga. Olga. 
Yes, hello. Is Olga here? Uh, wanting to say how happy I have been with all people loving Gotham and Mr. Penguin um, and even Edward, the dog, who I've been helping take care of. Uh, Olga, so happy you have been having love for her and employer and uh, thanking you from heart. I'm sending you all vodka kisses and um, tonight, our last night, Sending so much love. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. She she was really pretty emotional. But uh, thanks for letting me uh, put her on the phone with you. <laughs> and thanks for all that you did for Gotham. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, thank you very much, Deborah and Olga, Deborah, Penguin, Olga. Peng Penguin's uh, maid, wet nurse, what have you. <laughs> <laughs> Dog sitter. Yeah, all that all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's always that's one of been one of my favorite things about this show is just the level of engagement we've gotten from the casting crew of Gotham. Mm -hmm. It's been great from from, uh, you know, Deborah to uh, Tom Calderon, Joe the Cop, uh, Victoria, who played Renee Montoya in the first season. Always been a big supporter. Uh, John, Stevens, John Stevens, the executive producer turned villain this season because he, he had to come out and say that we're not going to call Jerome the Joker and everyone still hates him mad. It. It's not his fault. It's not his fault, but we're still mad about it. I do have a point about that later on, too. <laughs> uh, but and, uh, even down to like Jonks on Twitter, who's who's the guy who edits all these wonderful promos that Gotham puts out, yeah. you know. Uh, it, it, it's been great uh, feeling like we're part of the Gotham family. Uh, even when we took a year off, we came back and it was still pretty much the same. I so. know, right? So that that was good. Okay, good so times, good times. we're going to play a couple more voicemails up right up here at the top before we get into our main discussion points. And uh, first off, as usual, uh, we're not going to start with Bobby. Uh, we're going to start. <laughs> so not as usual. We're literally going, hey, here's what we normally do. Shake, shake, shake. Bloom. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, let's just shake up the entire format. Shake up the, the whole format. Uh, but we're going to play a voicemail from Rebecca Johnson, host of Supergirl Radio. She also plays Leanne on our new podcast, The Fakest. She was in the chat. She was in the chat. She She's might gone be now. back. Uh, but uh, here, uh, take it away, Rebecca. Oh, man. I can't believe this is the last time I'm going to be able to get to do this. Going to have to make it count. What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's up? To Johnson, and I just wanted to send in some feedback about the Gotham series finale called The Beginning. I love the episode title choice of this swan song for the show, The Beginning. Compare that to shows like Lost with The End, or one of my other favorite shows, The Closer, with The Last Word. Or even compare it to another DC Comics prequel show like Smallville, which had the super creative episode title, Finale. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's actually the title. And oh, Gotham's shit. choice to end with the beginning makes mm -hmm. saying goodbye to this interpretation of the DC universe a little easier. Mm -hmm. I could go on and on about how much I loved these versions of the Bat characters how much I drooled over the way the show was shot, how impressive the performances from the actors were. But what I really want to reflect on is how much I value a TV series with a purpose. Some may not enjoy a comic book prequel show, and I can understand that. Maybe you don't want to have to endure the journey and you're internally screaming, just put on the cape already. <laughs> 
But the benefit to a prequel is that when the end comes, it feels special. And the finish line of the journey feels earned. I am going to miss this bonker show. But knowing that out there, somewhere in TV land, this is just the beginning to Bruce Wayne in a cape, makes it a bittersweet. (laughs) Emphasis on the sweet send-off. Well, that's it for me. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you very much, Rebecca. That was a great <gasps> voice. I think we should just end the show right And there. we're done. I think that's Thank really you, all we need to say. And it, it was Rebecca who said it. I'm also, going. she's in the chat room. Now, she is. I was wrong. She didn't have to record Supergirl Radio tonight. So thank you very much, Rebecca, for the <laughs> voicemail. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and uh, we're, we're going to talk about both of the last episodes, but kind of the, the natural finale and then the flash forward 10 years later finale. We're going to start with they did what? Um, we didn't do a rhyming riddling summary for no, it. No, you, you got your uh, summary already. You're not getting a couple more. But as usual, we have to start our episode discussion uh, with a voicemail from Bobby. So take it away. Hey guys, it's Bobby. Hello. So we have a bit of a unique situation where it seems to me like we have like a season finale this week and a series finale next week. As far as the ser- uh, season finale is concerned, there's kind of like three different things going on. Of course, we came full circle with the. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, we saw all of them, villains, cops, all of them coming together to uh, fire on whoever that was at the base of the barricades. We kind of questioned who that might be. I think I mentioned mutants, uh, you know, mercenaries, whoever, you know, but apparently it was the friggin' National Guard. I think Harvey Bullock said it was like six or seven hundred of them. Jeez. Kind of from the beginning of the show, it's been debated a bit amongst fans who the actual real main character of the show is, you know. Obviously, when the producers, uh, when the show started, they said it was going to be Gordon. Over time, it kind of slowly more became about Bruce, you know, and his journey of being the Dark Knight. But at the end of the day, uh, the show was called Gotham. So the main character is the city, Gotham. And so for this finale, I thought it was pretty awesome for the writers to give a reason for, like, everyone to band together and want to protect the city. While the action might not have been, like, super awesome, it led to some (laughs) great character moments. Specifically, you know, like Penguin coming to the realization that he didn't want to watch the city burn from the other side of the of the shore. Riddler coming to the realization that he needs a co-pilot and apparently dogs can't pilot subs. <laughs> it was really awesome when Penguin threw himself in front of that grenade to protect Edward and ended up losing an eye. I definitely didn't see that coming. And then- I, I will say that I, I think the biggest sentiment I've seen online in my own mind uh, in discussions with Anne Marie is that, you know, Penguin and Riddler really were kind of the heart of this show. And especially the last couple episodes, the way they sort of developed those characters, uh, you know, particularly in this episode uh, when Penguin sits across from Jim and he's like, you know, uh, we've had our differences, but at the end of the day, we both love Gotham and we want to see see it protected. It was just awesome, which kind of made me mad at Jim in the second episode when we find out that he jailed Penguin and everything. Yeah. Okay, go really? ahead, Bobby. And of course, it was really awesome at the end, uh, the, the moments between Barbara and Gordon, when Gordon was like, you know, oh, I don't even know what to call the baby. And she was like, oh, well, Barbara, Barbara, Lee, Gordon, the three people she knows that she can always trust. I thought that was a great moment. What wasn't a great moment was the way Bruce decided to treat Selena. Um, I guess this is the way it had to play out. But man, did I feel for Selena. You know, she finally started like opening up to Bruce and, and was there for him. And she thought he'd be there for her. And then for him, 
to like not only leave town but like just like totally skip and not even say you know just ghost her didn't even say anything ghost left a note uh, just wow pretty rough there bruce and how come no mention uh you know of, of valeska at all that i was pretty upset about to be honest with you mm-hmm. but as i said before uh, pretty much every moment played out the way it needed to be needed to play out i even was really hoping you know didn't didn't really care for niece's involvement but again kind of had to play out the way it played out so as far as ratings go out of 67 certain types of winged mammals that was kind of lame <laughs> i guess i'm gonna give it 60 like i said some of the action moments were a bit lackluster but at the end of the day it had some great character moments and it pretty much played out the way it needed to Thank you very much, Bobby. Thanks, Bobby. And, uh, you know, speaking of those winged mammals, you know what? I didn't notice on the first watch through. I, I noticed today. Uh, apparently, you noticed it on your first watch through. Was that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it was called, I think, Project Nightwing. That Nightwing Beacon. No, no. It was the Nightwing Beacon. The Nightwing Beacon. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which nice. summoned all the bats. <laughs> winged the- mammals. And as many people know, you know, Nightwing uh, is the name that Robin took on uh, after he stopped being Robin because he was pissed off at Batman. (laughs) Uh, So interestingly enough, another bit of trivia. Trivia. In the comics, that name came from the bottle city of Kandor because Robin went there with Superman one time and there was a set of heroes there named Nightwing and Flamebird. And uh, Nightwing or Robin dressed up as Nightwing uh, when he was there with Superman hanging out. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to go off and be my own hero. Why don't I rip off one of Superman's friends? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you got to do what you got to do. Okay, uh, we're going to have more voicemails a little bit later. But uh, Anne-Marie, in the spirit of shaking up the format of the show, why don't you go first with your point? All right. We're going to start with the fight. You know, the four Gotham fight. That we absolutely adored in the um, season opener mm-hmm. when it was all dark and broody and it felt very mysterious. And I'm pretty sure Bruce wasn't there. Yeah. And then magically in this episode, it was daytime. <laughs> Bruce was like front and center. Mm-hmm. And it was really kind of boring. Yeah. It was-, it was not what I expected it to be. I expected that to be like the thing. Mm-hmm. That was not the thing. Yeah, it was definitely weird that, you know, they chose to set it during the daytime and there was like like that big dramatic lead up that made us feel like this was a really super big, important moment, you know, with, you know, the Riddler packing up his stuff and going to. the Yes. And that's the thing. They were all already there. Yeah, they were all just. They didn't out. need the whole shit. Like, did they not write that? Mm-hmm. You knew you wanted that scene. You have if, if you write what happens you have to find a way to get there the way it is written. Mm-hmm. You do not have a time stone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Spoilers. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was a little weird. And really, that wasn't even the most dramatic part of the episode. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And that was really annoying because I have been waiting for that scene for three months yeah we've been speculating on that scene we have talked about that scene in like every third episode i have personally written three thousand pages of fanfic about (laughs) that scene and it was two minutes and it was done and and it was wrong and yeah uh but uh, yeah it it, it was definitely an odd choice i i i I would love to hear why they they made all the changes they did to budgets budgets oh yeah i was following i forget who it was um one of the creators and they said um that the producer whatever was like dude you really got to rein in your budget and he's like nah <laughs> i just did it <laughs> well it might be budgets it might be a combination of budgets and scheduling because it seems like 
you know, there were, were night scenes in there this. Was a lo- yeah. In in this episode. So it, it feels like they could have very easily shot that. But maybe it was just a matter of scheduling. And, you know, they only had so many days and only so many times they could shoot at night. There's this magical thing. It, it's called like post-production. Yeah. And computers. But they, they can do a lot of the things. But they can do things inside mm-hmm. and make it look very nighttimey. But you got to pay uh, some schmuck 30 dollars an hour to rotoscope out the background i can do it they can do it (laughs) Anne marie has volunteered to do uh, oh no 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 a special edition of (laughs) they did what no 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 i'm lucky if i can like cut out the white around the logo (laughs) all right anything from the uh chat room uh peter price well if you had an rpg would you just sit there and keep shooting at the police on a wall yes i would thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) Uh, speaking of that scene, though, I, I I did really enjoy the fact that that was sort of the origin of Penguin's monocle. You know, he jumps into kind of shield Ed and it blows up in his face and his eyes just it, in grand Gotham tradition. They went for the eyes. They messed with someone's eye again. And uh, and Ed almost bars when he's looking at it. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And I, I we'll talk a little bit about in the beginning here, just because I want to say, I think. It was implied he had a glass eye now. Was it? Yeah, because I think they were his eyes were two different colors. Like his his eye. Then why did he have a monocle? I'm not sure. Maybe just to look fancy. I thought they were just like zooming in for like style. Yeah, I didn't notice different eyes. I could have sworn that one eye was green, one eye was blue. I could be wrong. It's Gotham. Yeah, Fish Mooney had that too, but that was another real eye. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was surprised that in this episode or the other episode, they didn't really mention fish at all, did they? Yes, they did. Fish Mooney's Umbrella Boy. Oh, OK. Yeah, they did have that one reference just mm-hmm. because because uh, we're so far removed from that time in Gotham for sure. The Fish Mo- Mooney days. Bring them back. OK. Yes, they were two different colors. Bobby Huck and the says Bobby and cor- Soledad says Monaco equals fashion statement. It does. It totally goes with everything. He else looked was fancy. True. So OK. Your point. Uh, well, I, I I had a point uh, related to that. Oh, so so uh, you know we we just kind of let it roll. So I'll go ahead and toss it back to you. What's oh, your, okay. What else do you want to talk about? Anyway? I was going. By the way, I I will say we will take su- suggestions for topics in the chat room if too. we need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nissa Al Ghul, you are boring. You are annoying, and you are still alive after being stabbed like everybody else. <laughs> With well, the magical, yeah, yeah, but she was stabbed with the magical algal killing knife. I think that was really only connected to Raish, though. See, but she was still stabbed with she the was. power of multiple people right in the gut. <laughs> and how did she power a sub? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. Also, yeah. she was boring and annoying. Yeah, did they did they ever tap back to to her in the sub? Did she get away? I'm sure she got away. Probably. Probably. There was no she was captured. Either that or and as, I feel like I, I feel like I <laughs> heard Barbara say something that about her escaping. Mm-hmm. I don't remember though. Well, if you follow Batman lore, it's it's probably a pretty safe bet she escaped. She got away, yes. Yeah, but she she was an interesting character. I really liked her in the the I think I am Bane the previous episode in the scene with her and Bruce. Like I thought she was really sort of intimidating and cool in that. Uh-huh. But this episode, she was basically like, "I got the baby," and uh, yeah, I I can't handle things like that. I got the baby. Now I'm going to spar with Jim Gordon. <sighs> boom, 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 boom. See, and I. Th- but I can't get through a locked door. <laughs> yeah. 
I I think her voice just got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the season when she was like on like the radio or when she came and, you know, brought Bane like in essence back to life. She was, it was okay. Small yeah. doses, small doses. The more Nessa we get, the more I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't handle it. I, I, I will say again, that scene with her and Bruce and I yeah. am Bane, I thought was really well acted by her. Uh, but then, you know, I think I think the writing kind of failed the actress to to a degree That's in this fair. episode because, well, and I mean, she really wasn't the main focus. She was one threat of many, uh, you know, right. as we built up to the end of this episode. Right. Of course. But it, it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, another big thing that happens in this episode, something that's revealed to Nisa, uh, you know, while her and Jim are sparring. Nisa? 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 Santa Maria? Nisa? Um, <laughs> No, but uh, I I thought it was incredibly interesting that the way they kind of won the day was by basically doing what Jeremiah had been planning on doing all along, and that's blowing up Wayne Tower. Yeah, like like I I thought I thought that was a uh, you you don't often see that where the heroes are like okay we're going to be completely destructive here and do something generally a villain would do but try and do it for the right reasons. I, I also thought it was a really cool conflict, internal conflict for Bruce that it was his parents' tower and even his parents' portrait was up on the wall right where he planted the bomb and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, they sacrificed everything for the Court of Owls or whatever that storyline was. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I, I I have to sacrifice everything, too, to make things right. And it, it was really cool, really big, really bombastic. At the same time... I wonder how many innocent people died when that building collapsed. Because, I mean, there were still innocent people in Gotham. I know I know it was mainly... I don't the, think they were going to work at the Wayne building. Yeah, no, but I mean, it, it's a very tall building, you know. Right, and it was and doing it, a domino it effect. Like that, but right? they said when the bombing started, all the refugees were coming to the GCPD, which That's was fair. before that happened. Also, we got a line read from Rebecca. Nis a Santa Maria, got it. Uh, <sighs> Sorry, Rebecca. <laughs> No, what what did you think of that whole scene? Um, I think like everybody was like, no, they're blowing up all of Gotham and da da da. But I think it's fun. Fun's the wrong word, but you mm-hmm. know, it's a thing that it was Bruce who made the decision and put yeah. the bomb on Wayne mm-hmm. Tower. He was just like, you know, we gotta end this. You gotta, you have to, you gotta do what you gotta do. And if his tower is what it was, yeah, there it goes. Although with really with everything that Bruce did to help in no man's land. And then the Batman just shows up the same night. Bruce Wayne comes back after 10 years. But Bruce never came back. Bruce. I get, yeah, I guess Bruce never did come back, but still you'd think a lot of people would kind of put two and two together. And, and Jim probably does, you know, off, uh, the, off the line, Jim and, um, Selena had to have, but we're talking about the wrong. Yeah. We, we, we're we'll, on the wrong episode. It'll bleed back and There's, forth. I know, but that's, I, I, I did see a comment over in the chat room. Bobby was like, yeah, uh, Penguin's eye might have been an implant or a glass eye. And then uh, Peter Price says an implant from Dr. Dollmaker or Dollmaker, the Dollmaker from season one, which would he was the guy who was in the eye. I love how you're acting like I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've been here for it. I barely remember. Really? <laughs> that was a long time ago. That it was, was a long time in ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Nope, nope. Wrong series. <laughs> But yeah, the blowing up the building, I thought was really cool and in a really cool way to do it. Um, you, you don't normally see heroes making decisions like that 
and them probably being the right decision. You know? I think at this point, 90% of Gotham was destroyed, though. Yeah. It was okay. And it was mostly evacuated, minus the mutants and uh, some refugees. You know what? The mutants can go. And I mean, a lot of them died in that, that uh, fire. Oh, can we yeah. not talk about Haven again? Haven, yeah. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, it's your turn. Is it my turn? No, yeah. I, I just talked about blowing up the building. Okay. Yeah, so it's your turn. Yep. Um, Loosey-goosey, folks. So loosey-goosey. I'm going to hold my hands up here because they look bigger that way. I'm going to not look at him because it encourages (laughs) him. Um, (laughs) Bane was pretty meh. Yeah, in this episode In this episode, Bane was pretty meh. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like he was built up so much like before the season that I was expecting a lot more out of him. And then, you know, when some innocent civilians show up, he can't handle it. <laughs> he should have been able to go. He's like, oh, well, I'm beat. <laughs> oh, my army doesn't want to help. I guess I lose. I did notice that uh, the actor who plays Bane in this episode picked up a lot more of the physicality of Tom Hardy from Dark Knight Rises, though, like the the standing like this with his hands and his in his coat and stuff like that, which I, I thought was that may of- have had something to do with being attacked by bats. Very possibly. Oh, oh like, what do you mean? Like- I don't know. Holding himself together. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, because he was like all beaten up from the bats. He was. He was. Because he had the Nightwing thing Mm -hmm. on him. Yeah, and that that was really cool to see a swarm of bats in this episode, too. We've only seen that about three or four times throughout the whole series. series, Yeah, and I think this was the first time that Bruce was like directly responsible for it, too. This was the first time he was responsible. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything fun from from the chat? Um, Do you think Jay knew that Batman was Bruce? Yes. I think... And and we'll probably get into this more when we're talking about uh, the beginning. Uh, but I think uh, that Jay or Jerome, or we can just call him the Joker because we're, we're not be- we're not beholden to Warner Brothers. They're not uh, paying us. No, it's it seems like what they were kind of going for was that uh, you know when he comes back out of his his pretend you know vegetative state, uh, which that, is impressive to act like that for ten years. Especially I can't when act it stabs like that him for in the leg. A few minutes. Yeah, but I I, th- I think the impression is that he has like a loose memory of what went on before. He just had he has more of a feeling about things, and he feels that uh, someone who's very important to him comes back. He might not necessarily think, "Oh, Bruce Wayne," you know, because because he's having a lot of time remembering things. And but he, is he though? He's like Barbara. I think I knew you, but you were someone else. But so was I. You know that sort of thing. I'm it, sorry, you don't think that was an act? I. It, it definitely could have been an act, but I think they were just kind of, they were trying to, you know, in the last moments to kind of give him plausible deniability for the entire Joker story we've seen on Gotham. So he could just be sort of the uh, generic, mysterious Joker we know from the Batman mythos. That was the impression I got. Okay. It's the impression that yeah, I, I was get. really avoiding trying to avoid that. <laughs> Okay, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, Bane and, you know, wimping out because of all the guns and everything, I I, I really enjoyed that in the last episode, uh, you know, the whole season really was about Jim Gordon saving Gotham. Right. And in the last couple seconds of it, when it really, really counted, it was Gotham that saved Jim Gordon. It was all those refugees and, and Babs, Savvy Babs and Lucius and everyone just coming in and standing there being, you know, being totes innocent uh, to convince the army that maybe this Bane guy wasn't giving them the right direction. 
Possibly. You know, so so I, I thought that was a really cool moment. It was it was very it felt I, I can't think of any specific examples from comic books, but it felt like a very comic book moment to me where may, maybe almost like in Spider-Man 2, where uh, after he he stops the train, you know, and then the the crowd like brings him back onto the train and he has his mask off and everything. And they're like, don't worry, Spidey, we're not going to tell anybody. It, it was that sort of a. You know, the community rallying around the hero. And in this case, the hero was Jim Gordon. I, I, I thought it was a really beautiful moment. I really enjoyed it. Some people might thought might have thought it was cheesy. And you'd be right. But I also really liked it. I thought it was high quality. High quality cheese. Um, okay, I have one more, actually. Okay. That I noticed. So, um, and I wouldn't have picked this up if we didn't do both episodes. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Penguin says to Jim at some point, something about, I need to talk about what, what's it called when they're like free from, um, a pardon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you knew what I was like. I told you, thank you too. Cause I could, I could tell you were, you couldn't quite get, I hadn't, there. I couldn't even like describe the words. I was like free about getting, <laughs> um, I, he says, Something to Jim about, we need to talk about that full pardon. That's exactly yeah. what he said. And then they never say it again. And then he mm-hmm. gets thrown in jail in the next episode. Which is why I no longer like Jim Gordon. Well, that right. and another reason, which we'll save for the next episode. Anything from, from the fun from the chat room? Um, there's lots of discussion about who recognized whom. Yeah, Mike Pasqua says uh, that this was still a better Bane than Batman and Robin. Very much agreed. Uh, you know, basically, uh, all Bane from Batman and Robin was just fundamentally awful. Even if you like the character Bane, fundamentally awful. Yeah, there was a lot of mm-hmm. like seven people were throwing things. We're not going to. Yeah, and, and you already kind of addressed this too, but I, I thought I kind of think Bruce made the right decision for Gotham at the end when he leaves. Yes, I mean, not necessarily for Selena. Maybe he should have at least been like, "Hey, I got to go." Or, or something like that, but I I, th- I think him leaving w- was the best choice because apparently Jeremiah was just pretending to be you know out of it until he had a chance to get to Bruce again. So if Bruce had stayed in Gotham, it would have only been a matter of time before we had another scenario where Jeremiah was blowing up another building, and Bruce already did that. So you know, <laughs> right? They wouldn't have had a chance to recover and rebuild if mm-hmm. he'd have stayed. Because it yeah. would have instantly been like crazy. Yeah, to- totes crazy. Totes, totes crazy. crazy. I actually kind of like how he sort of ghosted Celine at the end. Did which you? Which is the opposite of what Bobby said. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's, it's, I, I mean, he needed to go. And he pretty much told her that he needed to go. Yeah. He just didn't say, no, I'm going to go get on a plane now. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't like say, I'm, I'm going to the airport. Bye. <laughs> He just insinuated. He very meticulously left a letter with someone at the police station that he knew Selena would be talking to. Mm-hmm. Probably could have tracked her down in half the time that he did all that. Right. It's kind of a jerk. But, you know, I... For I, Gotham! I probably shouldn't call Batman a jerk because probably he'll kick not. my ass. A little bit. I, I am no Wesley Willis. I will not kick Batman's ass. Um, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, anything else interesting here? Um... Okay, so I don't think we're going to we're we're just going to do a arbitrary scale rating for the two episodes as a whole and really kind of the whole series as a whole. So no That's at the end. 
No arbitrary scale now. So now it's time to light the night. Light the night. These are the moments that make up the bat legend. It's this entire episode. It is this entire episode. So we're really not going to do this. <laughs> it segment. is all of the beginning. <laughs> But uh, we did want to remind you guys real quick, you know, we are sunsetting Legends of Gotham. I don't anticipate us ever doing a fan cast again. Nope. Just because... uh, It's the homework, y'all. Yeah. It's the homework. Mm -hmm. And I just got a job. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Plus, plus, you know, it's like all the time and energy we put into the preparation for this show. I, I, I think at the end of the day, I would rather put into creating something original so we are going to be creating i'll be making lesson plans yeah I, and, and grading papers Anne marie uh congrats <laughs> congrats to Anne marie uh she is like a hair's breadth away from getting her first teaching job she just has to finish the paperwork has to finish processing so congratulations to Anne marie she is going to be warping the young minds of america yay third grade <laughs> uh but uh speaking of though uh you know we do want to remind you that we have our youtube channel youtube.universebox.com and there's enough subscribers on it that i'd imagine whatever we do next is going to end up there so go ahead over there and subscribe uh just so you can keep in the loop i and uh or if we do any like one-off things like if we get bored over the summer we're like hey let's do another one of those videos where Anne-Marie makes a fool of herself Okay, yeah. we can do that. Or I mean, you never know. We might like pop a little five minute reaction video to the entire series of Pennyworth on there. You never know. I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm trying to draw them in with the bat stuff. Oh, oh, draw them in with the bat stuff. We're going to be doing We're a 16 doing hour documentary on the history of Batman. Ah! No, no homework all at all. Written, oh all written God. by Anne Marie. <laughs> and her so students. Bad. And her students. That's going to be the re- writing assignment. <laughs> no, but I will tell you one thing that's going to be going up there. Uh, in anticipation of season two, every episode of the following podcast will be going up there. This is a scripted podcast we've been doing for about a year now, and season two is about to start. Learn about the fakest. In this crazy mixed up world, you need fake news you can depend on. Fake Count on. When news is breaking, it's probably the fakest. <laughs> it's probably the fakest that's breaking it. That's me. I'm Paul Defoe. We've got a commercial, Paul. Breaking the fake news for real. From KCOM Studios in somewhere west of New York City, this is The Fakest. Only one podcast is on it. On the scene, making up, breaking the fake news for real. With more reporters covering more fake stories. Coming June 18th to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, and Voice Facts. I can also email you the transcript if you want. Check us out at thefakest.com and subscribe in Apple Podcasts for a new thrilling episode every two weeks. Pretty timely. The Fakest. We fake it when we make it. And not June 16th, Cinco de Mayo, May 5th. Uh, Sunday. Uh, the season two premiere of The Fakest is coming out. And it's mainly hosted uh, by Rebecca Johnson, Rebecca who we've Johnson. heard from or- earlier. Uh, you know, this is a, it's not really political. It's sketch comedy with a plot. It's sort of an, I call it a sketch dramedy or an audio dramedy or something like that. He just likes the word dramedy. Uh, but no, it, it's all, it's all the story about a news team who is devoted to the fake news as real journalists are to the real news. So I do hope you check it out. I did put the, uh, we did a top 10 countdown best of sort of episode that I put out on this feed on this podcast feed. Uh, last week uh, when we were kind of on hi- hiatus. So I hope you got a chance to check that out. 
it's all of the best sketches as voted on by the listeners and uh, the performers uh, from season one. We, we really do hope you check out season two at the fakest dot com um um I, and we time. had i mean we had a whole bunch of comments over there for a minute um but <clears throat> bill wanted me to read bobby's um a fan cast is definitely a lot of work truth 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 um give bill and Anne marie a hand for all the hard work they've put in over the years well, okay thank you we will take that hand oh well I, I was gonna wait for them to to clap you're not gonna hear them no wait 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 i i, I see bobby and i see rebecca and I see Peter Price. And Mike Pasqua. And I see John Stevens. And so <laughs> And, uh, and uh, I said, oh, and they're all clapping, Anne-Marie. Oh, wow. Wow. My heart, my heart truly runneth over. He's a better actor than me. No, seriously. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> thank we, you, guys. We literally would not be sitting here right now tonight if it wasn't for each and every one of you out there listening and or watching. So... Uh, we've had a great time. I, and that's it. We're done. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we, we still, still have got one more episode. <laughs> we still have a whole other episode to talk about. But before we do, there's something very, very important we need to do. And that's play another voicemail from Bobby. Hey guys, it's Bobby. So here it is. Last, uh, last episode of Gotham. It was definitely filled with some great moments or good moments, I guess. Finally got to see Valeska more or less become Joker, even though they wouldn't let him actually call himself Joker. They let him say joke, wouldn't let, let him add an R to that. They let him say so many other J names. Um, <laughs> that, that was frustrating, honestly. But I've got to say, you know, hair aside, you know, I could have done with, with better hair, but I guess that kind of makes sense with the whole acid bath. But he definitely plays a top-notch Joker. I would put him definitely in league with Nicholson and Ledger. Maybe above Romero, definitely head and shoulders above Leto. We won't even get into that. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't really get to see a one-on-one between him and Batman. You know, we saw like, you know, the battering in his hand and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know. It just fell a bit short in that case. It was really cool to see like Penguin and Riddler 10 years down the road a bit closer to their comic form. And of course, we got the mustachioed Gordon only to be robbed of that like 10 year, or ten minutes in when he decided to shave it because it was a joke. And that's kind of where I felt like the rest of the episode went as well. There were some great moments or, or not even great moments. There was just like it was like an episode full of like, oh, look who that is. Oh, look who that is. Oh, look who that is. I didn't I haven't seen him in a while. Look, it's the mayor. But at the end of the day, it just felt like, first of all, there was no plot to be had. It, it, the few times they could have used exposition, like when that guy was was threatening Harvey, like he was like, do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand why I have to do this? And then, no, can you maybe explain to us for just a brief <laughs> moment? I mean, I guess it was that Valeska was, you know, manipulating everyone because Wayne was coming. I have thoughts on that. I think this is something we talked about. Uh, do you have like thoughts and your points or is it something you want to address right now? Cause we totally, Bobby doesn't mind if we we're just going to interrupt Bobby. Um, I think it was actually touch on the phone. Oh really? Oh yeah. Because, because he caused these people to like blow their brains out. Plus something that got cut from the episode. They released a well, promo. That I had. Yeah. They, they released a promo picture, uh, that showed the Riddler and Penguin talking to someone who looked a lot like, like Jervis touch. And I have a feeling when the DVDs or the Blu-rays or whatever they do these days come out that we're going to see a cut scene with the Mad Hatter, uh, yes. which I thought was kind of interesting. I, and I think it makes sense because he worked so closely with Jay mm-hmm. who, in any carnation that it makes sense that 
him between him and Echo, they were doing all this other stuff, and that would be how they got into Arkham. Yeah, is you know, Tetch is you know manipulating everybody and magicking. Yeah, I also uh, Bobby to address your point uh, a little more directly. I I, I think you know they. Oh, kind and Bobby likes when we interrupt him. It's like we're having a conversation. <laughs> Fabulous. Babu. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, if you want to hear a good conversation with Bobby, we did an interview about the fakest with the, uh, the most of the main cast and me and Anne Marie, uh, check that out over on the fakest feed. Uh, but no, to address your point, I think they were setting that up as sort of like a mystery box. You were supposed to feel frustrated that you didn't know, and you were supposed to kind of be like, what the hell's up with Harvey the entire episode? Because, Mm. you know, he was being so like. You know, I, I, I no, it, it was me. It was me. It was me. And you're like, well, what's going on, Harvey? What's I think they were using that to sort of build dramatic tension. It didn't work. Uh, but uh, apparently it did not work for Bobby Hawk. Uh, take oh, a- and apparently um, Robin had said that it was not touch. Oh, really? That it was just some random guy in a bowler hat with an umbrella. Oh, interesting. I'm going to always just think that it was touch. Yeah, it, that's a uh, well, see, see my 3000 page fan fiction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, take it take it away again, Bobby. Back to town, and he had been playing the long con, but uh, I've got to say, it, it, I was just, for the most part, I'm not going to say unimpressed, because like I said, I liked a lot of what they did, but I just felt like it was unneeded. I felt cheated. I felt like this was like a pilot episode to a great show that we'll unfortunately never get to see. Um, maybe. I felt like... Maybe in a couple of years. Like, that's my, I that's feel my like they so set it up for a spinoff, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen that word somewhere out there excuse me, out there, not just from all of like the fans going, I wish we got a spinoff. And I guarantee you, if we don't see it, it's going to be the fault of a company that rhymes with Lorner Weathers. I felt like the young actors were cheated out of, you know, out of their roles in the last episode. You know, granted, it's 10 years later, so we can't very well have the same actors playing the same roles, such young actors playing it 10 years later. But maybe they could have, like, held on to this. Maybe they could have done, like, a a TV movie on DC All Access five years later, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, five years. There you go. Yeah, that's what we need. Later, ten, you know, and said it ten years later. I think those actors could have played them then, and I think a lot of these actors, you know, especially if they had signed on to have their schedules cleared for then. I mean, I just felt like there's so much potential wasted in this episode. You know, Joker is never called Joker. Gordon shaves his mustache off because it's a joke. I don't understand what's going on with Bullock. Everything that happened with him in this episode felt like out of character. Like, why did he whimper as soon as that guy punched him? I can maybe understand after he heard that it was Vlesko the phone but before that what and and then batman like you didn't even see batman in the episode you know granted there's been you know a lot of people have said that we should do like a movie or a television show where batman is just a presence where people never really see him he's just kind of a threat and and felt throughout the episode or throughout the show and that's how this episode felt for better or worse and granted i can understand again why they did that seeing as they couldn't have the actor in the role but they spent all that money on that bat suit for like five seconds of screen time at the end <laughs> that's because they couldn't get just, any of the others to borrow yeah, that that was. They tried to get one, <laughs> any of the other bat suits to borrow. Another bone I have to pick with you, Warner Brothers, is that you wouldn't even give them like an old bat suit you had laying around for one of the. They old probably movies. have like seventy of them. They yeah, they probably have like seventy of them. They've made for Titans, you know, like oh. that they just have laying around. It's frustrating.
I just felt like the show or this episode could have been so much more and we just didn't need it. I le- I said in the last voicemail that like last week felt like a, a season finale and this felt like a series finale. Well, I'd have been happy with last season or last episode being the series finale because it, it wrapped up everything it needed to wrap up. It put all the characters where they needed to be and I felt I feel like this episode is just pointless and not needed. It's just like a great, you know, like Gotham was this great pie that and this episode is just icing on that pie we don't need icing on a great pie (laughs) i'm ranting and this may have gone on long but hell this is the last voicemail i'm gonna send you guys so we're never playing one again bobby ratings for the last time ratings out of 52 uh packs of c4 strapped to uh model of the city (laughs) 40 (laughs) <laughs> 40 out of 52 while it was really cool to see like oh you know penguin 10 years later riddler 10 years later oh look it's the mayor i just felt like this whole episode was just unnecessary thank you very much bobby. thank you bobby uh by the way bobby i'm gonna give your rating out of one jokers i'm gonna give you zero jokers just like warner brothers gave this episode uh so <laughs> No, I'm just going to give you a J. We love you, Bobby. You know that. Um, But, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and talk about my first point, which kind of leaps off uh, one of Bobby's points. I really like the the whole framing device of Batman sort of being in the shadows and in the peripheral and being seen like, you know, street level characters would see him. Because one of the big complaints uh, that people had about this show when it started was that, that it wasn't a Batman show? Well, everyone was assuming it was going to be sort of an adaptation of Gotham Central, a comic book series, where Batman was like that. He never really, you know, showed up and had conversations with people. He would just be in the shadows or he'd leave some villains tied up for the cops to find. Or, you know, the cops would, like, walk into a room and he'd be there and he'd be out of there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it, he was just sort of this presence within the city. Uh, you know, not really... Not not really a, a person, but more of a, a, a force of nature, which is, you know, kind of the whole point of wearing the bat suit. Uh, so so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Emery, what would you think? Uh, I don't know. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, we do have to say goodbye to Rebecca, who's, who's dropped out from the chat room because she had to go to bed. But nice having you. I know there, the Rebecca. feeling. Um, no, we had like a very long thing okay. from Peter Price that I was distracted by reading. Sorry. So I'm um, going to do yeah, that. Go ahead. <laughs> Goosey goosey. Um, I think everyone put too much emphasis on the characters and not what the series was about. It's about the city of Gotham. Side note, there will never be a Batman TV series. It will cost way too much to do. Remember the series <laughs> Carnival? It was a great series, but the budget killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. To that point, and, and I put this in the rhyming series summary up at the top, too. Uh, this story was really about a city, a calling, mm-hmm. and uh, the formation of a Dark Knight hero. Not necessarily the adventures of that d- Dark Knight hero. Truth. Although, you know, as, as many complaints as I heard about uh, the beginning uh, online and, you know, the from Bobby. The episode the beginning, not the actual beginning. Uh, you know, I, I really felt like if you remove it, it would have been great to get another season of the show we saw. But really, at the end of the day, it was really kind of cool just to see it all come together there for me. I think personally. this is how this had to end though. Like mm-hmm. if it would have been another season. Yeah. We'd have gotten this episode in a year. 
or a version of this episode yeah, I think in a year. It, I think if it had gone another season, we would have had a season of, you know, Jim and Alfred rebuilding the city while Bruce and then cutaways to Bruce training over Nanda Parabot. Uh, which is where he lands at the beginning of this episode, uh, which would have been a, a good season to Maybe. be sure. And, uh, you know, to be fair, a lot of people have been complaining the entire series. When's Bruce going to go off and train? Well, guess what? He went and trained. He went off and trained. It would have been cool to see some of that, but there wasn't time. Yeah. It, at the end of the day, I, I, I was super duper satisfied with it. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Emery, wait, what do you want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Let's see here. What do I have, want to talk about? Okay. Um, how and why the decision of who went to jail and who didn't. Mm -hmm. So like I just said, Oswald said, we need to talk about that full part. And obviously they never got around to that conversation. Obviously. Um, but <clears throat> Who made the decision that Ed and Oswald would go to um, Arkham and Blackgate and who would go where? Did they just want to keep them separate? Because I could totally see them just being like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Go to your rooms, guys. <laughs> go to your rooms, boys. But to put anybody, just to even have Jay in Gen Pop was weird. Mm -hmm. um, but so... Who also made the decision then that Babs and Selena wouldn't end up in jail over over that ten year period? Now let's we know that Babs didn't go because she she the baby mama. Yeah, she's the baby mama. She was still not a nice person. <laughs> no, not at all. She did all sorts of bad things. Um, in fact, I would say that she did less to save Gotham during No Man's Land than Penguin did. She Far was, less. She was preggers. Yeah, for a significant portion of it. Not at the end, though. What? She wasn't pregnant at the end. She'd already had the baby. Oh, my God. She'd had the baby six hours earlier. I know. It's like you have a baby. You have a couple hours. Get over it. <laughs> I'm still not over to my youngest is seven and a half. Um, and I feel like in that 10-year time period, Selena would have gotten caught mm -hmm. and sent somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. It, it, it was a... I was really sort of disappointed in Jim Gordon because, you know, they had that really meaningful conversation in Jim's office before they went out to face Bane and the army and everything. Right. And it was like, I, I thought, okay, these guys have come to an understanding and this is how Penguin kind of gets set up in, in the iceberg lounge and kind of gets set up as a, a criminal that the police, you know, they're not okay with them, but they'll they deal, deal with, with them because he helps them out when they need him to. Right. Uh, and then to have him just kind of like turn around and stab penguin in the back like that. Like if penguin had shot him and he had fallen in that river, I would have been like fair game. I think, or did maybe they did have some sort of pardon, but it was six months after the not reconnection mm -hmm. re whatever, um, before they were sent to their corners. Um, yeah. so maybe they, did something else. That, and by that true. point, once you get like <laughs> reunification, there's the word. Um, so maybe once that had happened, you know, sure. We wipe the slate clean. Mm -hmm. You're still going to mess up. I, I, I think I, I assume that that's the way it went down just because that's sort of the way penguin presented it when he mm -hmm. was confronting Jim mm -hmm. at that famous pier. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was like, you know, 
we saved Gotham and then you turned around and threw me in jail. But I mean, that could have just been Penguin's perspective on it, too. You know, I, of course, it was a little skewed. Anything from from the chat room? Um, hold on. Um, let's see. Oh, Mike Pasqua says, why can't there be a Batman series? There is a Batwoman. Because be for some w? reason, DC doesn't like Batman on TV True. unless they're making the show when they're making a movie. Oh, oh now I'm scrolling. Um, and Peter Price says, patenting issues. That's why Gotham had to pay over a mm, half a million dollars to use the seconds of footage of Batman that they used. Three minutes of silhouettes and ten seconds in the real suit. That's terrible. <laughs> um, how much do you think a whole ten episode series would cost? Well, first of all, ten episode series is very, very tiny. Are you in Britain? Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole situation with Warner Brothers and Gotham, it, it's complicated because I, if I remember correctly, the entire reason Fox was able to make this show is because they co-owned the old Batman 66 series with Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers wanted to uh, put out a re-release digital remaster of the series. So they came to an agreement where, OK, Fox, you can make a Batman show, but it really can't be about Batman. And then, you know, we'll co-release this DVD and everything mm. will be all copacetic. Um, Bobby says DC feels like the character is too important to waste on TV. That's very interesting considering, you know, I don't think he'd be the character he is if it wasn't for Batman 66 and Batman but the Animated it, Series. Right. But that's a whole different time period. Yeah. Yeah. Things have changed a little. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so what do you want to talk about? DC, get your heads out of your butts. That's all I have to say. <laughs> They're probably just saving it for their streaming service. Yeah, They're probably, probably filming one now probably. that none of us know about. Which, if if Doom Patrol is any, in any indication, there we go. Uh, yes, please. Uh, do a Batman series on there. I, I would prefer to have it be the Gotham cast, but, you know, I'll take what I can get. Um, so uh, let's see here. What do I have to talk about? Uh, the mustache we already talked about. Mm -hmm. complete, complete BS. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really enjoyed the scene where uh, most of the main cast, minus Bruce and uh, well, no, I, Selena was there, but most of the main cast sort of like united together for one final, you know, saving the day scene mm -hmm. uh, when they were dismantling the the bomb mm -hmm. at the Wayne Tower Gala. Uh, it, I, I thought I thought it was interesting, though. You know, every other time they've been confronted with the bomb, it hasn't been about cutting the wire because no one's around to know which wire to cut. And it's always Jim inadvertently pouring water on the bomb and that shuts it off. And, and when it happened, when we were watching it, I was like, oh, he's going to get a glass of water and pour it on the bomb. And then they didn't do it. Well, that's because Lee had to go, I'm a doctor. I can use my doctor hands. Doctor, doctor, doctor. She literally said doctor like four times in this episode. And her and hands she, were like shaking. And she, she was, was shaking. I was yeah. like, those are not some good doctor hands. <laughs> they were better 10 years ago. It was like being a stepmama changed you. No, but uh, I, I, th I thought that was a nice sort of way to get most of the main cast back together for one final, you know, adventure. Yeah. Um, speaking of getting the gang back together, I wish we'd have had more villains. We sort of touched on this earlier, but Tetch, Firefly, Scarecrow, everybody who, you know, was involved in this whole situation and we haven't destroyed. Where mm -hmm. they at? <laughs> Why aren't they there? You know, I, I could see them, you know, planning to, like, bring everyone in right at the end. But at the same time, you know, this episode was really about 
Gotham being introduced to Batman. And I think it probably would have taken focus away from that and from the the main cast villains, the villains who are in almost every episode uh, to have too many villains in it. You know what I mean? No. Oh, I, I, I did see one comment over in the chat room there. Uh, you know, is Gotham a prequel to the 66 series? You're sure. That would explain a lot. I've always taken it in, in my head. It's always kind of bean, uh, you know, sort it's of a bean. It, no, is it, it a black bean? It's been a garbanzo a, bean. It's been a sequel to it's the bean uh, a sequel. It's been a sequel to the uh, 66 Batman show just because it has sort of the same kind of aesthetic. Like, uh, although the humor skews a bit darker, it has that campy uh, sort of timeless vibe. And, you know, machines have labels on them that say what they are and all mm. that sort of stuff. Uh, anything more over in the chat room? Um, Nico says all the other villains were busy playing Mario Kart. Villains do love to play Mario Kart. Who that's doesn't for love sure. a good Mario Kart? Okay, Marie, what else did you want to talk what about? What else? Selena. Selena. <sighs> okay, so I get it. It's 10 years in the future. I get that it was Cameron's choice not to play her own character. At least according to her publicist. According to her. Who wrote her Instagram. Who wrote uh, about, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not 100% sold on the actress that they chose. You're not 100% no. sold? No. No? I... She was chosen for her hair. Yeah. <laughs> and it was odd. Yeah. It did this weird pointy thing in the back. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I just... Oh, my... But... I don't know. I didn't like it. Like we still had um David's voice. Yeah. For Batman, which felt more believable. And like the thing is, she was what, 15? Yeah. Supposedly. Like yeah. So she'd have been 25. I'm sorry. Have you seen 25-year-olds? <laughs> I'm now old, so yes, I'm saying this. They look like they're 15. Those young whippersnappers. Those young whippersnappers. Okay. Or think of it this way. Have you seen This Is Us and what they can do to Mandy Moore? <laughs> they can age her up. They can age her down. Like, there's amazing things that can be done with makeup. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been more believable because the actress they got was so much taller. Yeah. You don't grow in height that much in late high school, ladies. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's when the boys grow. Like, that's just not how things ah, work. Yeah. So it just felt very... They had different body structures. They had different ways of carrying themselves. You could see she was trying. It just felt yeah, it it was a. Uh, I I personally, I was totally okay with it, uh, just because she has so much face time in the episode that it would have been really weird if they had tried to like, you know, put Cameron in stilettos and you know try and you know add a couple lines to her face here or there to try and make her look a little older. Like I I, th- I think that. See, I, but you have not seen This Is Us and the amazing things they have done to Mandy Moore. Gotham does not have the budget of This Is Us. No. <laughs> no, they don't. I, but I yeah. will say over in the chat room, uh, in relation to Gotham being a prequel to Batman 66, Peter Price says, they did give us Ma Bar- Barker and her boys. Very true, and I love that scene. And Bobby says, I just wish that we could have gotten Egghead or King Tut. Bobby, we've heard this before. Uh, your your uh, notes have been noted. And unfortunately, it didn't it pan happen. out. No. Unfortunately. 
Um, let's see here. What you got? What else do I have? Uh, we already talked about the mustache. We already talked about the framing device of Batman. I have other things if you're out over there. Let's talk about Jerome for a second, or Jay. Oh, uh, we've talked about him a bit. We have talked about him a bit, but I just wanted to focus on the fact that... His hair sucks? His hair kind of sucks. <laughs> he can buy a wig somewhere. Actually, you know, he got hit with the battering in the head right at the end there. Maybe that'll, you know, that'll Bark cut off the, the last couple pieces and he'll be like, you know what, maybe I should get a green wig. You know, and... <laughs> See, we've connected the dots. Uh, no, but I really loved I really loved Cameron's portrayal of the Joker and the physicality he gave him. I think this is uh, about as close to a, well, maybe five years ago, modern Joker as we've gotten on the series. Uh, just to, to where he's like a complete psychopath and he's proud of it. Um, you, you know, Jeremiah, he was sort of the smooth criminal Joker. Jerome was was a sort of sort of the madcap clown. Uh, this this was more just like the complete psychopathic. I don't give a crap about anybody. <laughs> Joker. I, I pulled back a little bit. Jada didn't make it that okay. <laughs> um, I had to restrain earlier too. <laughs> but you know, I I I just thought his performance was wonderful, and uh, I really enjoyed the sort of. Subtle recreation, even though Anne-Marie really didn't like that Barbara's uh, red wig. I despise that red wig. I understood uh, it. Yeah. I understood why it was there, mm-hmm. but I hated it. But the subtle recreation of the scene from the killing joke where he shoot, shoots Batgirl and, you know, baby Batgirl's right there. You know. Oh, that was devastating. Yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty I was, rough. I had so much anxiety over that child. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my god, I can't. I can't. he's hanging over the ooze. I thought Batman was kind of a jerk for not swooping in there to save the kid because Jim had just gotten stabbed. And he was like, I'm gonna throw this batarang. They couldn't have him on screen. It cost half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all they could have was a swoosh and a batarang. <laughs> well, they could have had him swoosh through and then she's just on the thing and he's gone. Yeah, but then we lose him up on the thing at yeah. the end. Um, Soledad says, I enjoyed Jay killing Echo. I co-signed that. Very much so. That was the most disgusting death, but <laughs> oh, it was and so perfect. blood bubble up out of her mouth and everything. Yeah, it felt like she was designed for that. She's not the only fish in the sea, but <laughs> we know where Jay got his type, for sure. <laughs> yeah, got a type. Nice. And Bobby over in the chat room agrees that the red wig was terrible. It was just so fake. Mm-hmm. It was... It was terrible. Oh, Ivy wasn't in this either. She was not in this. See, that's somebody who should have been in this episode. Mm-hmm. How, where, and why? Yeah. You know, it would have actually made sense now to see her and Selena back together since they, you know, look the same age. Yeah. Um, Mayor James, why are we electing him again? <laughs> How is he back? And where has he been for like the past two years? Richard well, 12 years? Oh, yeah, I guess 12 years. At that 12 point. years? Yeah. yeah. Why? I mean, I get it because we had, it's a callback. I get it. Yeah. But oh, <laughs> I saw him on screen. I was like, really? Put him in the box again. Put him in the box. <laughs> no, it, it was nice to see Richard Kind one last time. He yeah. was always one of my favorite, you know, guest actors on this show. For yeah. sure. 
All right, so I think that about does it for our discussion of the beginning. It's the end of our discussion it's of the, the beginning. It's the end of the beginning. Which, by the way, uh, for people who are watching live and aren't going to download the podcast, this podcast is going to be called The End. I thought it was appropriate. Um, <laughs> You're just going to tell everybody now. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Uh, we're breaking format the entire episode. It's good. Loosey goosey. <laughs> okay, uh, so now it is time for us to rate. You know, the it's not series. the episode. It's not the two episodes we've talked about tonight. Nope. It's the series. Okay, so Anne-Marie, complete, normally the way we do this, I come up with a completely random number, a completely random thing, and then ask you to rate it based on that scale. Okay, Anne-Marie, out of 100 episodes of Gotham, how many episodes of Gotham do you give this series of Gotham? She's writing... So I'm going to keep talking. Feel free free to weigh in in the chat room as well. I give it 96 96 episodes of Gotham. Out of 100 episodes. Why? Because I wanted to. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not drinking. Um, No. Overall, Mm -hmm. as an arcing whole piece of creativeness, Yes. It was phenomenal. We had our moments. Y'all know we had our moments. How many? There were many. There were some episodes I was like at a 50%. Uh Uh-huh. But then the ones that were good were just so good. Yeah. And there were certain characters that were just so (laughs) good. Yeah. That it makes up for all the crap. How many of the episodes that you knocked off the hundred were in this season? Probably a lot of them. <laughs> and that's sad. Mm-hmm. That annoys me mm-hmm. that s- most of the worst episodes, am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. Most of the worst episodes were in the final season. You know, it's the final season. Yeah. I feel insert final countdown. Now I feel some key people were busy working on Pennyworth. Uh, and that might have hurt this season a little bit. Uh, by the way, if you scroll up a lot, of I know, I know they are over there. You, we're having a discussion. I'm singing songs. <laughs> um, hold, please. Hold, holding. Okay, we're gonna do the things, and you can read that stuff later. Soledad gives it 95 out of 100. Mike Pasqua gives it 89. Bobby Hawk as a whole which is what I'm saying, 92 out of 100. Nico gives it 90 out of 100. And I believe that's where we end. Oh, no, lies. Peter Price. Oh, wow. Nice. 91 episodes. That is hard. Was hard to be so truthful. Well, I think you guys are spilling a bunch of haterade everywhere. Okay. And what are you giving it? I'm giving I'm giving it 101 episodes out of 100 because they did that really cool 20 minute special about the making of before the series started. That was not a really cool episode. No, that was awesome. That's where we got murky. But not too murky. Murky, but not too murky. Okay, I guess that was good. No, I really loved Gotham. Uh, Now that Doom Patrol's out, it's my second favorite comic book series ever made. (laughs) I know, but I I just think it was was a really bold, rich, knowledgeable take on the Batman mythos. Uh, one that we really something we haven't really seen to this level since Batman, the animated series. And I, I, I'm just really appreciative that we got five seasons of it, you know, True. because, uh, you know, by all rights, especially as the, as the ratings started to dip, 
we really shouldn't have got more than three. And I, <laughs> I, I, I consider it a blessing that we got what we did. And I think if nothing else, you know, Cameron Mongahan's Joker uh, or Jay or Jeremiah all of his reincarnations Jerome, of all of his people, I think was phenomenal. And it's one of my favorite interpretations of the character. I his think acting is just beautiful. I, I, I think the Mr. Freeze origin story outdid the Batman mm-hmm. the anima- animated series version. I, and I know that's sacrilege to say, but I just loved it so much the way they just kind of flipped it a little bit mm-hmm. and made it a little bit darker and a little bit cooler. Um, I, I really think David grew great into the role of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I honestly, if, if he doesn't get to play Batman somewhere down the line, I'm going to be sorely disappointed. You know, I want to see him Fortnite dance as Batman. <laughs> there's that video from a convention where he's just yeah. like, I'm like, see, this is when you remember, he's just mm-hmm. like a 17 year old kid who probably yeah. sits in his trailer playing Fortnite mm-hmm. instead of working out like Batman should be doing. I, <laughs> I, I also th- I also think the the Bruce Alfred relationship throughout the entire series was some of the most heartwarming, mm-hmm. engaging stuff I've ever seen with any character any characters from this universe. I think uh, you're so much more sentimental than me. Well, I, I I think that you know, especially the Bruce Alfred relationship is is so representative of what it is in the comic books. Mm. I and people really aren't that exposed to it. Normally they're exposed to them later in Batman's mm-hmm. career where it's really, you know, Batman running around and Alfred's kind of the guy who jumps in and helps when needed or any snarky when Bruce comes home and as he should be. Uh, but I, I, I think that sort of father son dynamic has never really been hit on in any other medium before. I mean, well, I guess, you know, the dark Knight series a little bit, but at the same time it was a lot of the snarkiness and I, 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 I just, uh, I think it was a beautiful series. It's a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful series. Beautiful. Okay, so uh, now it's time for listener feedback. Wait, you guys don't care about any of the crap about where to send stuff because we're not doing. You don't have anything to send us. Uh, You know, I uh, mean, you can send us things, but where are we? We're just gonna listen. You know what? I I I will say uh, we won't do plugs at the end. I'll go ahead and do the plugs right now. Just so if you guys want to follow us and see what we do, uh, Anne Marie, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at AMD Simone or on Instagram at UB Anne Marie. <laughs> uh, as for, I'm more active there. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Bill Meek. Shocking. Um, I actually have a new website up, uh, with a b- blog post about my inspirations and motivations behind creating the fakest, uh, up at BillMeeks.com. As I move on, uh, and do other things, including new stuff. Uh, there's probably going to be a lot more activity over there and pretty much everything I do is going to be over there. So if you like what I do, go over to BillMeeks.com and check it out and check out the fakest, which starts Sunday, 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 Cinco de Mayo uh, at thefakest.com or just search for it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, all all the usual places. Uh, We do have a few uh, uh, mails here to read out. And then we're... me. Yeah, and then we're gonna play so, some additional voicemails we got uh, after after we close out the show. But Anne Marie, why don't you go ahead and uh, read this one from Oswald Cobblepot? Oh, that guy again, that jerk, that jerk. Dear Bill and Anne Marie, it has been some time since I have written to you both, though in light of recent events in my fair city, I trust that you understand. As we approach the end of an era, I find myself reflecting on the twists and turns my life has seen and the many people who have woven in and out of it. 
Despite our differences, I thank you for your efforts to document the happenings in Gotham and its colorful history over the past few years. While not the most unbiased of reporting on your part, whatever, <laughs> dude, um, your podcast and its openness to feedback at least encouraged the sharing of varied opinions among your viewership. We pride ourselves on that, by the way. We do, definitely. Perhaps someday our paths will cross again, the fakest. Until <laughs> then, I wish you all the best for the future in the way... Wait. Until then, I wish you all the best for the future in the way I am sure you wish the same for me. Best regards, OCC. Cobblepot, we can't told you to come here and say it to our faces. Where up, are bro? you? What's up, bro? I know you got your I know you got your eye injured and stuff, but that's no excuse. It, it's we live in Florida. It's very sunny. You'd have everyone no vacations here. here. Uh, but no, thank you very much, Oswald Cobblepot, or whoever you may be. Uh, we actually know who you are. Uh, we definitely appreciate uh, your in-character uh, emails this season. It's been great. True. Um, and uh, we're going to wrap up here with two emails. Uh, and well, then a bunch of other voicemails that yeah, we got. Yeah, like I said, we have a b big bunch of voicemails to play at the end, too. There are more coming. Uh, but uh, uh, from William. Uh, William, uh, he wrote two vo emails, one for each episode, so I'll, I'll read them both here. Bill and Anne-Marie. Many will lament the end of Gotham. I find its conclusion bittersweet as I would have loved a final full season, but going too soon is preferable to stay overstaying one's welcome. Mm -hmm. A place on the C CW schedule would have guaranteed the show at least seven seasons, <laughs> but it wouldn't but far have been less quality. Yes. Um, but would have not allowed not have allowed Bruno Heller the budget and access to quality actors to craft a story with the intricacies and arcs he was able to, to do. Uh, he gave us the origin story of numerous heroes and villains. They developed, changed, and grew. Almost any of them could have carried an episode on their own. I feel bad for the people who wouldn't give the show a chance because it wasn't a show about quote-unquote Batman. Uh, Heller gave us a Bruce Wayne that is every bit as intriguing as his alter ego and much more relatable. I would love to see an adult version of the, This Dark Knight in a 12-issue uh, comic miniseries. Hmm. That would be good. They did that for Smallville. Um, uh, and I, I, I've heard good things. I, I, I wasn't a big fan of Smallville, so I never read it. But, uh, you know, uh, my only regret about the show's cancellation is I would have loved to have seen the introduction of Robin to the series. Mm -hmm. Same here. Uh, hopefully DC will remember there are other producers besides Berlanti and allow Heller to give us a vision of another hero. They're going to. Pennyworth. <laughs> okay. And then uh, all the best, uh, William. And then one last one from William. I've now watched my second DC hero prequel show conclude. Did Gotham stick the landing? Certainly better than Smallville. Smallville took two hours to not show Superman. At least we <laughs> sort of saw Gotham's Dark Knight in action. Like a prior pre prequel series, the writers spend years creating their own mythology and then, then in the space of an episode, attempt to shoehorn their, their creation into someone else's canon, i.e. Smallville becoming part of the Donnerverse. Uh, the world would have not ended if Jim had justifiably killed Penguin uh, or other major, major changes had occurred. If, if Gotham had ended two episodes ago, I would have considered the ending perfect. They did what? Put all the pieces on the board. I didn't have to see them put in motion a decade later. My thoughts on the beginning? Jim was right. The mustache needed to go. 
I wish Barbara one felt the same way about the red mop on her head. Mm-hmm. Uh, still, I rate the series finale. Excellent. Uh, the scene between new cat and Bruce on the balcony was magic. Lily Simmons was able to generate chemistry with an actor that wasn't even there. Uh, Lily Simmons was who played Selena. Selena. Yep. Uh, if Fox ever wants to do a one and a half hour movie centered on her Catwoman, I'm here for it. Uh, thank you very much, William. Uh, very much appreciated. And, Again, thank you, everybody. Thank you very much. Again, Seriously. We have some voice. There's lots of up. thank yous in the yeah, thing, but uh, I'm not reading them. Yeah, you, you can't. Out loud right I'll, now. Re- I'll read those later. Uh, but yeah, we'll we just want to thank later. you guys uh, for sticking with us, even though we took a year off. I know. Um, <laughs> Random and, year off, but it's fine. And, uh, you know, I, I will say we had certain intentions bringing this back. Uh, kind of get get the podcasting chops back to see what. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, new opportunities might present themselves. We were really excited about the new season of Gotham. I think the season let us down a little. The season did let us down a little. We had this new office space that we wanted we to We were start so utilizing. excited to have an office and not be in our living room. Yeah, but if nothing else, you know, we, we missed our friends in Gotham and it was mm-hmm. nice to come back and hang out with you and guys. And be welcomed for, back. <laughs> and hang out with you guys for a couple of months. It was a really good time. Uh, we ho- hope, uh, you know, obviously Anne Marie is going to be going behind the wall to teach. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so she's probably not going to be doing as much in a public uh, space anymore. <laughs> nope. But I'll probably actually be doing more, especially towards the fall. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I, if you've enjoyed this, if you enjoyed what we've done, I, I really hope you follow me on the next part of the journey. Um, yes, Am- please. Anne Marie, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, I pretty much jumped all over yours. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, thank you. This community is so engaging. Mm-hmm. And it... Let me just be honest here. Sitting down tonight, I had no desire to like talk all the things. Hence, we had handwritten notes on <laughs> our stuff. But just the energy from all of our live uh, listeners, viewers, friends makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And knowing that all of you out there in podcast land are going to listen later and probably have your own little side discussions and stuff. It, it's motivating. It's yeah. more, it's more energizing <clears throat> for me to like get into it. And mm-hmm. so thank you. Well, I guess that about wraps it up. Um, <sighs> it's been fun. It's, it's been, been good. Fun. Uh, again, I, I think I said this last time we ended the show, uh, you know, we love all of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for putting up with our silliness. Uh, and if, if you decide to follow the fakest, I, I really hope you do. Cause it's a series that means a lot to me and a lot of people that you guys know, because you know, people who like this show mm-hmm. are involved in the show. So I, I, I really hope you do give it a chance and, uh, get past the name and uh yeah. you know see see kind of the heart underneath of it all but uh oh he's gonna cry we gotta stop him <laughs> nope, i'm not gonna cry. Don't cry i already cried hold it together i'm already crying they can't see it because the webcam's too far away <laughs> uh no no uh, thank you guys so much and uh for the last time uh thank you from legends, legends of, of gotham, gotham.
Bill, Anne-Marie, it's Andy B. How are you guys doing? I am so sorry. I have a little voicemail in forever, but there was no way I was going to miss that on the final two episodes of Gotham. So here we go. Um, even if this wasn't a series finale, I was still very emotionally moved because like, it felt like everything that was going down, like this is the final war. This is the final it. This is the final death. So it was it was gut wrenching. I think what really broke me at the end was that Selena and Bruce never really got to say goodbye properly. That's what I broke into crocodile tears. Going, why did they get to say goodbye, my babies? That was basically me. And um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a solid panel of the episode. Uh, I wish we'd had a better final villain cause one. They did Nista Agul dirty. This is done by Nista Agul. Um, they, I, I don't like the fact they whitewashed her and also that she was just so damn lame. But also the fact they also just straight up took a lot of plot lines from the Dark Knight Rises. But, uh, Bane was fine, even though I thought I could swear at points where I'm like, did Tom Hardy come in and voice Bane or something? Cause they said almost much alike. But, um, no, I thought it was a solid panel of the episode otherwise from, aside from my minor issues. Now we only have the finale left, and I'm not ready because I'm not ready to say goodbye to the show. But more importantly, I'm not goodbye. To, I'm not ready to say to say goodbye to you guys. So, um, although I'm sure we will still be besties in real life after this, so it's cool. But uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I will definitely try and tune in live and wired. So, uh, but until then, take care and uh, here's for one more Gotham. Bye, guys. It's over. And I had been crying for so long, but I'm ready to do this voice call, even though I'm heartbroken that this is my final one. Um, The series now of Gotham was, it was wonderful. I, I thought, you know, I thought this was, you know, I think there's going to be the argument that people will say that you know, they could have been more we could have seen more Batman and whatnot but I think you know what I think this was the the ending we deserved and I think that this was a, a solid way to do it like it felt like a little small pilot to a Batman show and you know, much like the series when I was small though you know we see the future that these you know these kids will live on for and we we know what happens afterwards you know Batman is going to protect his protect his city for for however long he is able to do it and you know he's going to have a family and everything so it was I thought it was solid I it was nice to see the 10 year jump you know I think there was a lot of payoffs that I think a lot of fans have been waiting for and to be honest in my the thing I was most happy for was for David to actually be in the bat suit. I think he has er, done more than enough to earn it, and I I thought it was I thought it was a solid end to a, an amazing show that I'm gonna miss. Um, but which which goes to say I will miss this podcast like crazy. I'm not ready to say goodbye to it yet, so you know. Don't be strangers. I love you guys. I'm going to miss you. So this is, I will definitely tune in for the series finale you guys cover and, you know, have, be in the chat. I'm probably going to be crying in the live chat. So comfort me, please. Um, but yeah, what, phenomenal ending to a phenomenal show. And I think that, you know, I was going to be excited to see where, how this show fits into the Batman Mythos, you know, in, in the long run. So, but that's all for me. I love you guys. Take care. And, um, Let's do this for Gotham. Bye. Well, Bill and Anne-Marie, this is Mike Pasqua. 
a couple things stood out for me in this. Yeah, the 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 people may be right that this was probably the worst episode of Gotham, but a couple of the other things that have happened in our Gotham, particularly with the makeup and and prosthetics, they did a very good job with Penguin. They did a very good job making basically everybody look older. Well, they they had help with the recast of Selena Kyle, but that's neither here nor there. The ones that didn't get recast, they did a fine job looking, making them look significantly ten years older. As 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 we begin this episode, I mean, Penguin, you know, ten years in prison, uh, uh, Riddler, several years in the uh, in in Arkham, you know. So they did a fine job with that. They did a fine job. Giving us another, you know, about the Birds of Prey clock, clock tower, a a a a a crumb about the Birds of Prey clock tower, you know, that basically where that in probably ten to fifteen years, where young ten year old or well, what should be several years old, much older, twenty. Year old, thirty year old, uh, uh, Barbara Gordon's going to be basically living after she she gets shot. You know, so they did that. That was cool. And hey, you know what can you say? It's a it was a decent, not a great, but a decent uh, thing. See you uh, Sunday on the show. Well, Bill and Anne-Marie, this is Mike from Plaquemine. Oh, Mike Pasqua, excuse me. Uh, you know, two things that came out of this latest episode of Gotham, well, maybe three. One, uh, Batgirl begins again. The baby is given her name. Two, you could, when, 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 uh, What's her name? When Selena got that letter, you could practically hear her heart, hear her heart breaking as she's reading that letter. And three, the uh, the time of jokes and riddles, the war of jokes and riddles has begun. Good evening, good afternoon, and good night. This has been Mike Pasqua. Bye, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.